0: with the WMAY Morning News Feed, 751. I'm Greg Bishop. Thanks for hanging out. You can always get a hold of me, bishoponair at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Just search out Bishop on Air. I should have connected with my guest uh, years ago uh, when he uh, put a documentary out called Death of a Nation that really kind of, uh, you know, Sprung out of a conversation that uh, our native son uh, Abraham Lincoln was embroiled in, uh, and uh, continues that conversation with uh, even more different documentaries and books. And he's a, a controversial figure in uh, political commentary, uh, and he joins us now, Dinesh D'Souza, here on the WMAY Morning Newsfeed. Dinesh, thanks for taking time with us this morning. How you doing?
1: Hey, it's my pleasure. Good to be on the show. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Absolutely. So the reason I did invite you is because you're going to be uh, at an event with State Representative Brad Halbrook tomorrow. Uh, it's an evening with Dinesh D'Souza. That's going to be in Arthur, Illinois. If people want more information about that, they can go to bradhalbrook.com. Uh, and uh, what people uh, what people can expect, uh, Dinesh, what, what can they expect whenever you uh, give your presentation?
1: Well, this will be the 20th anniversary of 9-11. I think I'm going to focus on the um, issue of uh, foreign policy because I think that all the things we're seeing um, in Afghanistan have massive reverberations. I mean, let's remember that uh, this whole expedition was undertaken as part of this war against terror. And 20 years later, it seems sadly that America is weaker than we were then. Um, and the Islamic radical movement is stronger. I mean, the Taliban is back in power, but now they have all these. We've basically given them a small air force, uh, not to mention a whole cache of weapons. Uh, And this has now emboldened all our enemies. I mean, North Korea is now kind of fired up its nuclear reactor. Iran is pushing forward. The Chinese have ambitions in the South China Sea and on Taiwan. So this is not limited to Afghanistan, and it's a disaster that... You know, Biden keeps trying to blame it on Trump, but it's a disaster that he almost unilaterally manufactured.
0: Dinesh, we have, of course, uh, twenty years uh, to the date tomorrow—the uh, the worst terrorist attack on American soil uh, in anybody's uh, recent memory here—and uh, still a lot of unanswered questions, of course, uh, with family members still wanting documents to be uh, declassified. Uh, but we also look at the past twenty years and what's happened to this country. Uh, I, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, domestic surveillance. I'm thinking about the uh, the Patriot Act uh, and things along those lines. Are we in a better position than we were 20 years ago uh, when it comes to our uh, liberties in this country?
1: Absolutely not. I mean, I think the really sad thing is, and I didn't really see it at the time, is that we created this sort of almost, you could call it, uh, anti-terrorism surveillance state. And we allowed um, surveillance on ordinary Americans. I mean, the vast majority of American citizens on the grounds that, gee, there might be a terrorist among us. Um, And many of us at that time thought, well, you know, maybe this is necessary because of the urgency of our moment. What we didn't realize is how much this would be abused. Um, and, And now, for example, when we look back and see the ways in which, for example, a number of the terrorist plots foiled by the FBI weren't really plots at all. They were plots that the FBI itself pushed forward. So the FBI would round up a couple of Syrians. You know, these are the 23-year-old radicals. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do jihad. But these are basically losers. They're living with their mom. They don't have a passport. So the FBI says to them, hey, guys, you know, you've got to go join ISIS. And they're like, really? We don't have passports. The FBI is like, we'll give you passports. We'll buy your air tickets. And then suddenly, right before these guys board the plane, boom, they're arrested, press conference, the FBI, we're amazing, look how that we, we, you know, we busted this plot. So who, ha- who knew that all this craziness would come out of the war against terror? So I'm very sorry to say that Bush, in a way, licensed it. Obviously, the left has also exploited it because they like the idea of a kind of powerful surveillance state. And so in many ways, we're living with the consequences of the war against terror, uh, including in ways that now threaten our liberties in other ways.
0: We're talking with Dinesh D'Souza. He will be in town with uh, State Representative Brad Halbrook down in Arthur, Illinois. And if you need more information about how to attend that, you can go to bradhalbrook.com slash Dinesh. Of course, uh, Representative Halbrook, uh, a state rep in in Springfield here at the Capitol. Uh, But Dinesh, uh, you've got a a ton of work that you've done, uh, documentaries and books. uh, And uh, I imagine that uh, you've got more on the horizon coming up. But uh, when it comes to uh, the ideas, that uh, that you, you you push why do you think that people view you as such a controversial figure? Why is it that you know when when your name's brought up in certain circles they they may call you a crackpot or uh, they may even call you a criminal uh, because of some of the things <laughs> in your past
1: Well I mean my only crime was that I gave uh, twenty thousand dollars of my own money to a college friend of mine who was running for the U.S. Senate in New York. Now, I did exceed in doing this. I exceeded the campaign finance laws. And normally, if you do that, you know, you get a slap on the wrist and a fine, which, you know, I I believe I should be treated the same as everybody else who committed to that kind of infraction. But in fact, the full power of the U.S. government descended on me. The government was trying to lock me up for two years for doing this. I mean, think about this. You've got people who commit violent crimes. They get basically, in fact, when I went to a confinement center as part of my penalty, all the guys in there were in, you know, they were they were coyotes who were basically tra- uh, trafficking or they were smuggling and they were like, "What did you do?" I'm like, "Well, you know, I gave $20,000 of my own money to a friend." And they were like, "Are you kidding me? Is this a joke? No, come on. What did you really do?" So, this is really the way in which the US government has essentially today it doesn't go after the big bad guys. It goes after people like the January 6th protesters, some guy who walked into the Capitol, took a few selfies. You know, the FBI is tracking him down, putting him on the most wanted list. I mean, this is a complete distortion of equal justice under the law.
0: Dinesh D'Souza, again, will be in Arthur, Illinois, tomorrow, uh, an evening with Dinesh D'Souza. More details at bradhalbrookcom slash Dinesh. Uh, finally, here in uh, just about uh, a minute and a half, uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts about the current state of COVID-19? We live in a state here in Illinois where the governor has been giving unilateral uh, mandates for the past nearly 20 months now. We see the uh, vaccine mandates from President Biden. Where is this going?
1: Well, I think that the the government is blaming uh, the American citizens for not taking the vaccine. But it's the Biden administration that's responsible for politicizing this epidemic to an unprecedented degree. Um, They have suppressed information concerning the government's own involvement in funding the kind of research that may, may have actually given rise to the epidemic in the first place. They give contradictory and shifting advice about what you should do. Um, You know, here's Fauci. He's railing on any group of people going to a football game. But Obama has 600 people at a party with with a massively constructed indoor tent. Fauci is dead silent. Fauci doesn't say one word about the Antifa and BLM protests, even though you've got massive numbers of people. Oh, George Floyd this, George Floyd that. So when you watch that as an ordinary person, you go, wait a minute, this is kind of a scam.